0: Welcome back to the Midnight Terrors podcast. I'll let my co-host go first, because I don't know what he's going to say.
1: Um, Welcome back, bitches. Um, we've got Bucky, and you've got Diamond, your co hosts as always. And we're glad to be back again. And we're going to be talking one of our favorite movies. I'm super excited about this one. Oh and, boy, aren't uh, we? Yeah, let's, uh, let's, <laughs> let's, let's just dive let's on in. Into this.
0: Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we're we're back. Another episode of the Midnight Terrors podcast. Last week was a fun episode on uh, the cabin in the woods. Uh, that was the first time in a while that Jason and I were kind of on uh, different ends of uh, opinions with that one. But it's always fun to have some back and forth on here. Well, we've had
1: we've had a few episodes and and we said this on the last episode that uh you know we've we've had quite a few uh extra uh, you know guests and stuff like that and and that's definitely fun we love that and anytime we can get a guest is great um but it's been a while since we've just done just you and i um so it, it's not bad to be back on yeah, the no. on the, the- on the gruesome twosome.
0: <laughs> I hope that you made that phrase up on your own.
1: <laughs> I, I I don't think that I heard it somewhere, but <laughs> quick,
0: let's, dude, that's going on a shirt. Gruesome twosome, midnight terrors. The gruesome
1: twosome. <laughs> terrors, the gruesome twosome.
0: Oh, that's awesome! Damn, man, that's so cool. Uh, I know. I,
1: I wish I could say that I came up with this solo. But I, I, definitely know I heard it somewhere. Well, so if you can,
0: if you can uh, it. trademark it first, maybe you can uh, get some credit for that. Get like half a penny every time someone says it.
1: Yeah, maybe I can put the TM behind it, and we'll be good.
0: <laughs> All the money will come from either me <laughs> or you because we'll be the only one saying it.
1: <laughs> there you go.
0: <laughs> but uh, anyway, we are back. Another episode of the Midnight Terrors podcast. This is uh, episode thirty-seven, I believe. Holy shit, that's insane!
1: Holy shit! <laughs> uh,
0: there are more episodes than my my age number, which is crazy.
1: Well, it's funny too, um, because <laughs> um, neither uh, neither of my parents listen to our podcast because they're just totally disinterested. It's not well. First of all, they don't listen to podcasts anyway, <laughs> um, but. <laughs> Um, but our content is nothing that they're interested in. Um, but, uh, you know, we post on Facebook and everything. And, um, my mom was like, holy shit, you're on episode like 32. And I was like, yeah, yeah.
0: man, <laughs>
1: she's like, I can't believe it. And I was like, yeah, yeah, we've been doing it for a while. We do one a week. And we've
0: been, uh, you know, we've been doing the show now for like eight months now. Um, and yeah, technic- technically when this episode drops, we will have put out 39 episodes because we've done uh two interview style episodes with uh Maki of the First and and then the uh Mr. Fang and the Dark Tones interview that I did. So we're 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 getting yeah, up there, right. man.
1: Little, little kind of bonus ones. Um And there's and more is, of the, and there's more of those universe, really? What's that? I said, "What is our year anniversary?"
0: July third.
1: That's what I thought. I thought it was like right around July. All yep, right, we
0: started Fourth of July weekend last well, year.
1: Yeah, we'll have to get some. Uh, we'll have to get some crazy good going for that. Oh, we're
0: already thinking ahead to uh, episode fifty because we're not that far off, man. These weeks go by quick when you have a podcast episode to look forward to every week. So, absolutely, but uh. Holy shit. Uh, I am so excited to be here for this episode, as I'm sure you are as well. Uh, Guys, we are talking The Conjuring, 2013's OG The Conjuring, one of mine and Jason's favorite movies ever.
1: Yes, yes, sir.
0: And uh, I knew when we started the podcast that this movie would come up at some point. It's been mentioned in uh, our horror bracket war episode, I believe, and way back in uh, episode four and five, we talked about it with Mister J during the horror this or that episodes. Yep. Um. Yeah. So,
1: I'm just gonna I'm just gonna prep this this episode by saying that Vera Farmiga. It's like the hottest bitch I've ever seen. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I don't know what it is about her, but good God, that woman. I'm just like, (laughs) ah. Yeah,
0: Vera Farmiga is is gorgeous. Um, And for me, I think this was the first time I took notice of her. I think this is the first time I saw a Vera Farmiga movie. Okay. Um, I know that she was in stuff before that. Uh, I think Bates Motel was already on TV at the time.
1: Um, no, I think Bates was after.
0: Well, this was July 2013, so let me see. When did Bates Motel get started?
1: But I love her in Bates as well.
0: Uh, Bates Motel started... March 18th, 2013. So this was like four months after Bates Motel started.
1: Right, right.
0: Yeah, no. Vera Farmiga is... Oh, okay. uh Yeah. Okay, so
1: Bates, Bates was in first and then... Okay. Yep. So big, um, so
0: big... But she would have been working on both of them at the same time. Yeah, uh, but, So.
1: Well, and especially in Bates Motel because she's like a little bit crazy. Yeah, I don't she's, know what it is, she's Norman
0: Bates' mom, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I don't, I don't know what it is about chicks being like a little crazy that makes me <laughs> more hot. <laughs>
0: oh man, no, like she it's,
1: it's, is she gonna stab me or is she gonna bang me? I don't know, but <laughs> I
0: think, I think it'll be both, bro. <laughs> it might be. <laughs> That'll be like um, Roach from uh, Demon Night. You'll be uh... <laughs> so she'll uh my nipples are yeah smoking. <laughs> you're looking for a woman who will ride you and uh electrify your nipples
1: yep and and maybe stab me to death but either way <laughs> it's it, either either way it's gonna be a good time yeah at least you're going um. <laughs> at least you're
0: going out happy
1: yeah exactly
0: <laughs> but uh no i agree with you vera farmiga is gorgeous and she easily one of my favorite actresses too she is awesome in everything she does
1: yeah, she is. She's, um, she's really, and
0: she's got a movie that I've never seen. Um, I'm actually a little nervous to watch it because I know it's going to be super sad. But the Boy in the Striped Pajamas.
1: Oh yeah, um, yeah. Just uh, prepare yourself for that. Yeah, no, I'm going to get a <laughs>
0: box of tissues for that. I've seen clips from it, and yeah, it looks devastating. Um, I've never been. I've never been able to finish uh, Schindler's List, so uh, I'm really.
1: That's that's exactly where I was gonna go. I was like, if 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 you've seen Schindler's List, this is like on par. So yeah, I've never just, been able to finish uh, that movie, prepare. so
0: uh, I'm really nervous to uh, to watch that. But I want to see it just because she's in it, and because I heard it's a good movie. But I know it's gonna be sad. Um, but on the flip side, great. I also great movie
1: but tough to watch.
0: Right, but on the flip side, I am also a big fan of Patrick Wilson.
1: Yeah, I know you like him. I, I like Patrick Wilson, too.
0: Well, you love him in um, Watchmen. We know that.
1: Yep, yep, because he plays the owl, and he's fantastic as the owl. Um, I, I also
0: love him in the Insidious movies. He's great in those first two that he's in. I know that's not really your franchise, but I like him a lot in true. those.
1: True. I'm not the biggest Insidious fan. I thought the first one was, was pretty damn good, but... Um, but uh, the sequels, I wasn't uh, super thrilled with. But no, but I like him. Um, he, he's a great actor, and <laughs> I just—he just makes some questionable uh, uh, casting choices. <laughs> uh, I just watched—I um, just watched Moonfall not long ago. Dude, I was gonna I bring that, that
0: up. I saw Moonfall last year twice in the theaters. That movie is dumb as shit, but I love it.
1: Really,
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly what I wanted. It's a bad, like, disaster Independence Day type movie, and I love those.
1: And I do too. I like I like that kind of stuff, uh just for cheesy, dumb shit. But like Moonfall, <laughs> like I watched it. And I, I I think I fell asleep like halfway through. So you're um,
0: no, dude. I I went and I saw that in Xtreme on opening night last year.
1: No, I think I think if I had seen it like in extreme or like uh, you know IMAX 3D or something like that, I, I might have been a little more engrossed with it. So you're saying um, so you're but, saying
0: that you didn't enjoy an alien organism living inside the moon?
1: Um, no. <laughs> or no, it's not.
0: <laughs> All right, wait, it's not an alien organism. It's a it's a smart AI security it's, it's like, system.
1: That, yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's an AI system. That's <laughs> yeah, it's an AI, AI system oh.
0: living in the moon that attacks technology. Yeah, no, that, yeah. that movie's dumb as shit, but he's awesome in that. I love that movie. Um, But uh, I have not seen Aquaman. No, I, I have not seen Aquaman. I know you have, but I know he's in that. He's the villain he, in the first one. Yeah,
1: he, he's great in Aquaman.
0: Yep. Yeah. Um, So, love both of the actor and actresses in, or both actors in this movie, Um, but man, the director here, James Wan, how do you feel about him, man?
1: I love James Wan. Me too. Um, And, uh, you know, James Wan's horror stuff is great. Uh, He does a great job with all of his horror movies. Uh, you know conjuring um, what else the first um, the
0: first saw movie
1: yeah that's right I always forget that yeah the first saw was fantastic now of course the 80 million that came after that are questionable
0: yeah that that we talked about this with uh, who did we talk to not too long ago about that first saw movie I don't remember who we were. Maybe it was Mac- um, maybe it was Mackay that we were talking with about Saw. Yeah, maybe. and dude, that first Saw movie is amazing. Um, yeah, it is. It's, if it if it had so been good. a if it had um, been a standalone movie, I really think it would have been like more popular and taken more seriously. Um, but he also did he did well and
1: especially at the time like nobody had seen anything like saw. No. Like Saw was w- way brutal, like super brutal. Um and then also it was this like kind of uh clue like who done it. You're trying to figure it out the whole time and it has all these twists and turns to it. Yep. Um and um <laughs> And you got Carrie Elwes. I mean, who yep. doesn't like Carrie Elwes? And it's but, also got um,
0: uh it's also got um
1: uh, Oh yeah, who's who's trapped in there with him? It's um
0: Well, the one trapped in there with them is uh the guy that plays Jigsaw, but the guy that's also roped into the plot is your boy from uh from Lost, the like leader of the others. Uh Benjamin oh, or whatever it, yeah. he's called.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's in there too as the guy that's kidnapped uh Carrie Elways' his family.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Um so yeah, man, that first saw is great, but uh James Wan also did uh Dead Silence, if you remember that movie with the like the, the ventriloquist ventriloquist dolls.
1: Yeah which which that one was surprisingly good. Like yeah, I saw not... the concept for it. Yeah. I saw the concept and everything and I was like, Oh, this is kinda silly, it's kinda weird. Um, but then when I watched it and I've only seen it once, um, but when I watched it, I was pleasantly surprised by it. I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. It's actually,
0: it's, it's a little goofy, but it's actually kind of creepy. Um, but he also, he did, uh, the first two insidious movies. He did conjuring one and two. Uh, he did one of the fast and the furious movies later on. I think it was (laughs) furious seven.
1: Did he really? <laughs> yeah.
0: He did that last one that, oh. he did that last one that Paul Walker was in.
1: Oh God. Um and then he did well, it, and then he did Aquaman. Yeah, he did a great job with Aquaman. Aquaman's like one of those like if, if if it weren't for uh Momoa being in there, um and probably James Swan doing it, it 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 probably could have been so bad. Um in fact, um <laughs> one of one of my favorite uh episodes of Family Guy, they're talking about how useless Aquaman is, um because there's like this girl like getting like assaulted and raped like on shore and Aquaman's in the water and she's like help me, help me and he's like sorry, can't do anything for you. Oh in the water my
0: here. <laughs> god.
1: <laughs> it's hilarious.
0: That is just, awful.
1: It is awful, but it's so funny because what? like Aquaman. Sorry,
0: what show Aquaman, is this?
1: It's uh, Family Guy.
0: Oh my I'm god! Sure.
1: But yeah, she's being assaulted on on land, and Aquaman's in the water, and Jeez. she's like, "Help me, help And he's like, "He's like, sorry, can't do anything for you. I'm just here in the waves, They're just well... in the water." <laughs> <laughs> That's so but, um, that's
0: so awful, dude. No is. wonder I fucking hate those shows, man.
1: It's awful but it's funny. But um, uh, no no no,
0: on a on a lighter note and I know you're not a fan of this show, but uh there's an Aquaman joke in The Big Bang Theory as well cuz they're like comic book nerds. And yeah, uh, there's one part where uh they're going as the Justice League for Halloween and uh-huh. uh one of them gets stuck being Aquaman and he's the Indian guy he's like oh man Aquaman sucks he sucks fish bee. he sucks fish bee. he sucks underwater <laughs> <laughs> and then he gets his costume later on and he shows up in like a, he's riding like a fucking pony like a purple pony and then it's got the old school Aquaman uh, suit Uniform. on him and he just walks in all pissed off and he's like I said it before I will say it again Aquaman sucks <laughs> But yeah, now my running joke every time I bring up Aquaman is, I don't want to be Aquaman. He sucks. He sucks underwater. He sucks fish pee. <laughs> and then the one the one geeky guy Sheldon's like uh Actually, I believe Aquaman would use his telepathy to request the the fish go and do wait, what does he say? I believe Aquaman would use his uh telepathy to uh suggest that the fish do their business elsewhere. <laughs> but anyway, uh James but Wan anyways, James yes, Wan right. James Wan also did a movie that I fucking loved from twenty twenty one, Malignant.
1: Oh yeah, malignant. Yeah, we've got to talk about that we one. We do man.
0: need to do an episode on that. I love yeah, Malignant. That movie was batshit crazy.
1: I heard a lot. You told me that you loved it and um it took me a while to watch it. And I heard a lot of hate on that movie and then when I watched it, man, I was so surprised and I loved it. I thought yeah. it was fucking that amazing. That
0: movie is batshit crazy though.
1: It is. It's and a I great
0: movie. I absolutely love it, but like not many people saw it, man. It's so good. Uh yeah,
1: it, I heard I heard a lot of people that were like, it was so drawn out and it was boring and blah blah blah. I was and, and then when I watched I was like what the fuck are you talking about yeah man? like this movie great yeah no like, it's
0: amazing but it like it has to be drawn out to reveal the big uh plot details but we're not gonna spoil that here we'll do an episode on that somewhere down the road but yeah, yeah. long story short so, yeah. so, long story short James
1: Wan, we yeah.
0: love <laughs> yeah we are big fans of him um james wan is easily one of my favorite directors and even the stuff that he chooses to produce is also awesome uh did you ever see lights out
1: um, lights out, lights out. The one where um, the
0: the one where the scary girl can only get everybody in the dark.
1: Oh yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that was actually like a that was a little like internet short that was only like uh, like two minutes long. Yeah, it was, it was a like YouTube a little, like. Yeah, it was like a little YouTube like short story or whatever, and that um, YouTube and then,
0: short is scary as fuck.
1: Yes, it is. Um, and lights out was good. I yeah, Light, I enjoyed lights out. out, but
0: he produced that. Um, so he's a he's a genius. I love him as a director overall, but I love his horror stuff. Um, his horror movies were uh, very influential in getting me into horror. Um, and this is one of his best movies ever. This original Conjuring. Uh, so oh, I-, I agree. So, I saw this in theaters in the summer of 2013. Um, I saw this in the best environment ever. It was a packed theater, like, opening weekend. I saw it with my dad. Um, And my dad is not the biggest, like, fan of modern horror. He really likes the psychological stuff. Um, Yeah. But he even loves this first Conjuring movie. And, like, we saw this with a packed audience people were screaming and like so terrified and I was right there with them and this movie scared the piss out of me.
1: Yeah. And I, I honestly, I honestly can't recall. Um, the first time that I saw it, but I've, I've seen it like 20 fucking times. Yeah, dude,
0: I've, I've watched was, this movie so many times.
1: I, I can't recall. I, I want to say I saw it in the theater, probably with your sister. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's fantastic. And one of the things that, that drew me to the movie, um, is because, you know, it's based on true events. Um, there, there is a lot of, a lot of it that's like fictionalized or, you know, dramatized
0: or whatever. Yeah.
1: Right. But, um, your sister and I, we used to watch, um, Paran- paranormal shows all the time me too um and there was one called paranormal state yep i remember that they, one they used to bring in lorraine
2: mm-hmm.
1: all the time like she would come into the houses and check them out and everything so like when i saw that the movie was kind of based on lorraine's you know, investigations and stuff, I was like, oh, hell yeah. Yeah. So um,
0: I also knew, not from that same show, but I also knew about Ed and Lorraine Warren because of my favorite haunting show at the time, A Haunting on Discovery Channel. Sure. Um, so yeah, when, when I saw that they were making a movie about like their case files and one of their cases, I was so excited. Um, And I actually also, I own the books. Uh, I've never finished them all the way through. But one of the daughters from the real-life events of The Conjuring actually wrote three books about their experiences. Oh, Uh, really? Yeah, they're called House of Darkness, House of Light. Um, And there's three volumes, and I actually own all three of them. And I got really far into the first one. Um, But unfortunately, nowadays in my adult life, I don't read as much as I used to but uh i was reading her documented accounts of of what happened in the house and um yeah it's a it's a scary ass story dude um and this movie is uh interesting this this movie is scary as shit <laughs> like this movie still freaks me out to this day and uh one of the things i love about it right out of the gate is that it is such a throwback to like 70s horror um and the older i get uh yeah, and I think I told this to Mr. J. I think I talked about it with you as well and um, some other people. But the older I get, the more I appreciate the more I appreciate seventies horror.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Like I used to think seventies were really slow and kind of boring. The older I get, man, the seventies directors just went for the jugular with their stuff.
1: Yeah, I mean, and and. I- Especially talking about, um, you know, Lorraine, that original uh, Amityville horror. Uh, was That's right. Fantastic. They were,
0: yep. Oh, dude, the original Amityville horror from the seventies is also one of the scariest movies of all time to me.
1: Yeah, it's it's really really good. Um, um and I actually really like the remake um, as well. That's one of the we were talking about remakes. Uh, you know, with uh. With our pet cemetery episode, and and I I don't know how I left that out, but um yeah, the Amityville horror remake was uh, a, a good one for me. I really like that one.
2: Yep,
0: me too. I haven't seen it in a while, but I need I definitely want to revisit it. But um so yeah, I I love 70s horror. This is such a throwback to a good um style like 70s style haunted house movie. And uh, that's something we haven't talked about a huge amount on the show so far. Again, we mentioned it in The Bracket War. We mentioned it in the Horror This or That episode um, or episodes. And uh, I just love a good Haunted House movie. And, like, in the 2010s, especially the early 2010s, there was torture porn. But I feel like Haunted House and Possession movies were everywhere in the early 2010s. Yeah, Um,
1: especially, like, you caught... um uh paranormal activity
0: yep and which, all 75 of those
1: yeah <laughs> i can't believe uh,
0: which, that series is still going
1: uh, y- yeah i know there's there's like a new one coming out soon yep um but uh but yeah the like paranormal activity of course it was that uh that how that handheld cam or the down footage kind of deal but um it was it was definitely a haunted haunted house movie oh for like, sure
0: like there was there yeah. was paranormal activity there was devil's do the devil inside um what else what else was that i mean there were so many possession and and haunted house right. movies Sorry, at the right. time um yeah that's just that's where we were with horror was uh was haunted houses one, and stuff like that but, but this, this
1: one kicked everyone's ass oh it did yeah <laughs>
0: And I said, <laughs> "I'm gonna kick his ass.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna kick his ass. If he
0: got, if he's gonna come in here, he's gonna kick my ass.
1: <laughs> but I'm gonna kick his ass.
0: <laughs> oh yes, but yeah, no. This movie shocked the hell out of everyone when it came out. Um, yeah. and it was like the horror movie of 2013.
1: Well, and it's it spawned so much other shit." Too. yep we um, saw yeah
0: we saw a lot of imitators here even the even some of the spinoffs in here were kind of like just imitators of the original
1: yeah and and i mean some of the spinoffs i like some of them i don't um, yeah we'll
0: we'll get into that but um yeah.
1: but so basically so basically we started off um the conjuring um and hit it up
0: yeah um but i also just want to say that like you know, I said this was probably the horror movie of 2013. And that's saying something because 2013 was a big year for horror. I mean, we had like uh Year Next, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3D, uh The Purge. Uh, we had the Carrie remake. Um, Purge was really good. Yeah, that was the same year that the... So in the same year, The Purge franchise and The Conjuring franchise launched. We also had Insidious Chapter 2 at the time and yeah like the conjuring i feel like was the horror movie of 2013 um yeah
1: and and i would say definitely when when the conjuring came out um i hadn't seen a horror movie in a very long time that i walked out of and i was just like shit that was good
0: yeah and
1: no. Like, when I walked out of The Conjuring, I was like, man, that shit was beast. Yeah, like, and I
0: hadn't seen a movie that a it's... a great movie. I, oh, you know what? I skipped another movie that came out in 2013, The Evil Dead remake. Oh, I love that.
1: Movie.
0: Yeah, that's what I mean. 2013 was a big year for horror, and I feel like The Conjuring was like the horror movie of that year. And I also walked away being like, damn, dude, I haven't seen a... I haven't seen a horror movie that scared me this badly in a long time.
1: Well, not only not only that it, it was scary, but it was a great story, too. Yep, yep. Like, yeah, it, it, it has tons of scares in it, and, um, you know, we'll talk about those. But at the same time, like, not only was it scary, but it was just a good story. It was a good movie in general. It was. I mean, you can... And I I think um, when we were talking to when we were talking to Roy, one of the things that uh, Roy said was like, you know, the things that are the scariest or the things that he, you know, tries to dive into is like, is it, if you remove the horror elements and are just left with the story, is it still a good story?
2: Mm-hmm. And that's
1: that's what I felt about The Conjuring. Yeah, for it's sure. It's like, yeah. You know, you could pull the horror elements out of it and it's still just a well-made like good movie and it's a good story
0: yeah and uh we were talking off air before uh starting to record this was a movie that i usually and you do as well we both usually try to re-watch the movies uh if we're going to do an episode on them because we want to get like all of the the details in so we can really dive in. This was not a movie that I needed to revisit before the podcast. No, I didn't either. Like, like hey. we know this movie like the back of our hand and uh I just this is something like I have put on constantly. I've watched it for Halloween, I've watched it over the summer, I've watched it when I was snowed in. I just it's one of The Conjuring, the original Conjuring from 2013 is easily like in my top 10 favorite horror movies of all time at this point.
1: Yeah, especially when it came out. um, You know, I watched it in the theaters and then as soon as it got like streaming or like DVD release or whatever, um, I mean, I watched it like 10, 15 times. Like, I mean, I, I've seen this movie so many times. It's not funny. uh, Yeah, exactly.
0: So, uh, I guess we'll dive on into the plot. Um, This movie has so many moments uh, and images that are just iconic at this point. But uh, we start off the movie with the introduction of the ever-famous Annabelle doll. Because that's how we meet the Warrens, and they are talking to the nurses at the beginning, and we see this creepy-ass doll, which uh, every time I see it on screen, I'm like, who the fuck is bringing this into their house? (laughs) yeah like this doll looks evil why the hell would you bring this into your house but uh Yeah, yeah absolutely but nevertheless um so that's how we meet the warrens we start off with some really good scares of the annabelle doll like where the nurses try to get rid of it and then they hear knocking at the door uh and annabelle has also drawn all over the all over the walls and stuff like that. And they find out there's a demon attached to it that tricked them into letting it invade their lives. Um, And so, yeah, great, great opening scene. And we also get that awesome retro 70s title card with the creepy-ass score that The Conjuring has.
1: Well, um, that's one of the things that I like about The Conjuring, too, um, is that kind of before you get to the like the main story especially in one and two um they touch on some previous uh previous investigations um so obviously in in the first one they they kind of spend a few minutes on on annabelle yep um and then in the second one before the movie gets started they they dive into the Amityville horror a little bit, which were both things that Ed and Lorraine uh, researched or you know helped out with. Yep, um, so I, I think it's cool like to start the kind of start the movies with like this really creepy thing that they did, and then okay, now we're gonna jump over to like the main storyline. Yeah, um, I don't. Yeah. I don't know why I like that so much, but I just think it's cool because it's a way to flesh out the characters. Yeah. I think
0: think it makes it fun too because you, as you watch the Conjuring Universe movies, they're all like sort of connected. Um, and And I think it just makes it a fun, like, journey to follow all the movies. I like those little Easter eggs as well and how the case is all kind of tie together because we talk about this iconic paranormal investigator team of Ed and Lorraine Warren um and they're like kind of the 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 thread that goes throughout the, the movies for the most part but uh so yeah we int- we get introduced to them with the Annabelle doll great opening scene and then we have the creepy like Gregorian chant style score as we see the the 70s style like title card and then we see the family move into the house. Um, and this movie wastes, this movie wastes no time. Like they move in and like shit just starts going wrong.
1: Well, the, the title crawl is very Star Wars, by the way. Oh, it is. Yeah. Like I said, 70s, it's the,
0: it's 70s cinema, man.
1: Yeah. It's the, it's the yellow lettering and it you know, it says Ed and Lorraine Warren are paranormal investigators or demonologists, yep. and blah, blah, blah. Um, but so, in I, I don't think that James Wan like put put that in the original to uh, like Spawn spinoff. I I think that because when they're talking about when they're talking about Annabelle at the beginning, like Ed and Lorraine are are basically doing a presentation to like a college class or yep, you know basically they're they're doing a presentation to the group. And so that's why they're telling the Annabelle story. Yeah. Um, and then it, yeah. and then it launches into, you know, after they tell the story, then you get the title crawl and it's like, Hey, they're demonologists and, you know, basically explains their background. Um, but, uh, but it's cool. And they do it in all three movies. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: so, yeah. So, so, yeah. We, so we've got, the intro to the Warrens, and then the family, the Perrin family, moves into the house, and they discover they've got a creepy-ass cellar down down below their house that was boarded up. Um, and, uh, you know, again, like, we waste no time. There's scares going on already. Minimal stuff, just but...
1: Weird, just weird shit happening. Yeah,
0: minimal stuff. There's a weird, like, smell, which leads to a funny scene where one of the daughters is like after her covers are getting pulled off of her, she's like, stop pulling my covers. And then they try to roll over and she goes and quit farting, Um, quit farting. farting. It It really stinks. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Quit farting. It really stinks. And she's like, that was you and you know it. Yep. But, uh, uh,
1: well in, in, in these intro scenes too, um, I, I think, I think my favorite is, is the clapping. Um, well that's so basically...
2: uh, well
0: yeah we get we get the big scare with that a, about probably 30 minutes in but uh, yeah no we established the clapping game pretty quickly which is a really horrible idea to play by the way is to play a blindfolded clapping game in a new house on the second floor
1: Yeah so it's basically they're they're playing like hide and seek basically um, but one person is blindfolded. And the other person who is like hiding is clapping. They have to clap, and then um, the person that's blindfolded has got to find them, you know, based off of where they're clapping from.
0: Yeah, they hear you. Uh, They hear the clap, and you have to you have to look for them based off of your hearing.
1: Right. Exactly. But. Um,
0: So we, yeah, no. So we establish that, and then, like, you know, kind of minimal scares, but really things come to a head with the one daughter getting, like, completely yanked to the edge of the bed. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then she's looking around and doesn't see anyone. And then we don't see anything, but she's looking in a dark corner and says that there's someone standing over there. Right. And wakes up her sister, and she's like, there's someone behind the door. I'm actually getting chills while we're talking about this. Like, <laughs> this uh, <laughs> this movie is so good at scares, dude. Um,
1: well, it, it's a cool scene, too, because, like, that's where you would, like, definitely expect to see something. Yeah. But you don't. Like, it's, it's just the daughter just saying, like... Hey, I see something back there. Yep. And all you see is the shadow. Well, we don't and... even we don't
0: even see a shadow. We just see blackness behind a door and the one <laughs> her sister's like Her sister's like I don't I don't see anything and we're just staring into the darkness and she's like I see someone standing over there.
1: Well, yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like you you don't see like a a shadow or a figure of anything. Like it just it's just looking at the the shadow behind the door, like you don't see anything at all. Yep. Like there's nothing there, but she's just staring at that dark shadow behind the door, and she says that she sees something, and that would be a part in a movie that you would expect to get a scare or like see something or something jump out at you. Yeah. And and it doesn't. Yep. Like it's just they just leave it there. Well then, um, well,
0: then you find out, too, when you don't see anything and the daughter starts crying, the parents come in and she's like, I saw someone and it talked to me and it said it wants my family dead.
1: Yeah. And yeah, it's yeah.
0: just like, oh, shit. Um, and then really, the big, like, iconic scare of the movie comes not long after that. And it's when the mom's home with the youngest daughter and they start playing hide and clap. And... Yep. The mom hears, uh, well, this isn't where it comes up, but she's playing hide and clap with her daughter, and then we see clapping in a room where the daughter isn't there, but little like creepy hands come out of the cabinet. Uh, And she's like, I know you're there, and then nobody's there, of course. But then later on, it happens again, and she hears the clapping at night, and she assumes her daughters are just out of bed. And yeah. she goes down to the cellar, which I don't care if any of my kids are down in the cellar at late at night. You're sleeping down there <laughs> like I'm yeah, not I'm, I'm not, not going down there. No, I'm not going down <laughs> in a creepy ass cellar. But this leads to like the most iconic scene in the movie. She goes downstairs and I'm not going to lie. My theater did laugh in this moment. It's where. uh she goes down to the cellar, looks down the stairs, and se- and she hears something, and she says, whoever's down there, I'm locking you in here, and the door just slams in her face.
2: Yeah,
1: well, she's, um... That scene, she's actually, she sits down kind of at the top of the stairs because she's doing the clapping, and she doesn't want to go down. And then that's the first time you actually... All you see is just the hand behind her Well, clap, like, right. right next to her.
0: Which is very funny right now, Jason. I need to take a picture of what I see of you right now, because I can't see your face, so all I see is the hands in the darkness. <laughs> I
1: to make you, shadow puppets. You
0: gonna start making killer clown shadow puppets?
1: Yep, exactly. Washington
0: crossing the Delaware?
1: Yep, here it is. <laughs>
0: Looks just like it. But no, uh, so she gets hit in the face by the door because the door slams slammed shut by no one, and she falls down the stairs, and then she's looking around, and then a ball gets thrown from out of the shadows.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, And
0: yeah. that creepy music starts up, and she runs up the stairs, and all the lights start going out, and that's when she's got nothing but little matches Uh. At the top of the stairs and can't see anything, and you hear a little voice that says, Hey, want to play hide and clap? And then you get the right out of the darkness, best scare of the movie.
1: Yeah, probably. And um, my,
0: my, the- well, there's another one that's pretty good too, but my theater like screamed out loud when I saw that.
1: Yeah, it was, it was pretty insane.
0: Yeah. Um, so,
1: so yeah. basically, the, you know, the family, you know, it's having all these, all, all this weird shit going on um, there. The daughter's been pulled out of the bed, um, w- which you mentioned before, but it's, it's a great scene too. Mm-hmm. Um, where she just, she just kind of thinks her sister's fucking with her or whatever. Yep. Um, and, and her covers get like pulled off and she pulls the covers back up. And then, uh, you know, all of a sudden she like literally gets her feet pulled, like almost off of the bed. Um, and so like the kids are freaking out and they're seeing all this weird shit going on. Um, so after all of these kind of like weird little events that they're witnessing, they're all scared. They're, they're, uh, sleeping in the living room together. Yeah. Um, they,
0: they start doing that. Cause we get one, this is the other scare that I think probably is almost just as good as the clap scene which uh, is when one of the daughters is sleepwalking and she goes goes into her sister's room and is like banging her head on the door and her sister puts her back down to bed. And then I think this was in the trailer, but like her sister that she just put back down to bed that was sleepwalking lifts up and then just does like a, (gasps) like a gasp sound and we don't know what she's looking at. And then it cuts up real quick and we see the ghost lady on top of the cabinet jump down.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. That
0: was another another moment where my theater screamed. This movie was so much fun to see in a crowded theater.
1: Yeah, it was. It was. Um, yeah, so, I mean, there's there's a ton of good scares in here, and, it's like, the scares that are in there, you know, there's so many movies that that just do this jump scare just to be a jump scare, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, or like it's, uh, I mean the the basic trope is hearing something in the closet, and they open the closet, and a cat jumps out. Or yeah, like, you, know, <laughs> you know, like there's there's so many of these basic just like uh, jump scares just for the sake of being jump scares. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I feel like all of these are very purposeful, um, and they're they're not just there to be jump scares, but. To, I mean, uh, to me, like all of those moments, like if that shit happened to me, I would be freaking the fuck out. <laughs>
0: oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I, no, I uh... would have been
1: I would have been out of that house in <laughs> five seconds. Yeah, no. I've been like, right, everybody, we're gone. We're gone. We're not staying here. Nope. The Um, second
0: my covers get pulled off of my legs one time, I'm gone. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But, uh, so yeah, we get, you know, a culmination of all these scares. We finally see whatever is haunting the house jump on one of the girls. Again, amazing scare. And that's a good thing about James Wan is that he knows how to make legitimate scares and not just like, oh, gotcha moments.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: So... He's great at that, but as but essentially, all this starts happening, and we got to bring the Warrens in now. They got to come check out what's going on in the house.
1: Yeah. So, um, is is isn't it the mom that um goes to see the priest and and says, "Hey, you know, I need some help," and then yeah, um, she that's how,
0: she goes to Ed and Lorraine's like seminar that they're teaching.
1: That's right. Yep. And um,
0: she's like, please come check it out. And there's been a whole plot where uh, Ed doesn't want Lorraine to go do any investigations because she had something happen to her in the past where they were at an exorcism and something happened that really, like, messed with her head.
1: Yeah, which they, they get into um, with the the other movies. Um, but I, I think that's a cool aspect of the movie, too, is that... Um, you know, they call Ed and Lorraine in and they want to come and investigate. Um, and Ed's worried about Lorraine, uh, Mm -hmm. because after their last, you know, investigation or they had an investigation that was early on and something happened to Lorraine and nobody knows what happened to her. And we never, Um, and and we never,
0: we never find out until conjuring two.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, you just know that she's freaked the fuck out and so ed's very protective of her and he doesn't want her you know going into going into anything that's going to be too dangerous um and as soon as ed and lorraine actually walk in like lorraine says as soon as she walks through the door she's like there is something dark here i don't know what it is but it's it's not a person, it's not a ghost, it's, like, it's, like, demonic. Yeah. Um. Which is,
0: I never noticed this before, Uh, until it was pointed out by another podcast, that is a slight little, like, plot hole, because the Warrens say that people can't possess other people, right? Like, only demons can do that? Right. But, the spirit that we end up finding out about bathsheba wasn't right. she's not a demon she was just a witch
1: right right right
0: so that's a little like continuity error there but um or error but uh yeah so we we start the warrens come in they like yes there's something here and super creepy scene also is when they're investigating the land and they're outside by the water and we see Lorraine looking out on the water and Ed's like, what is it Lorraine? And then you hear this, like this, like sw- like this rope sound
2: yeah. and, you- and you see like Be- that.
0: Yeah. And you see these feet hanging from the tree behind Ed. Uh, yeah. and
1: I, th- I thought that scene was really well done. Um, Because when Lorraine walks out there, she's just kind of staring out across the water Mm -hmm. um, behind the house. And then she, you know, you can kind of hear that rope stretching or that sound. And she doesn't really turn around. She's just like, she's kind of traumatized. She's just staring in one direction. Because I think that she doesn't. I think that she doesn't want to turn around and see what she's feeling. Yeah. I I think she's feeling something and she knows what she's going to see and she doesn't want to see it. And we see the,
0: we see the feet of the ghost hanging from the tree and Ed doesn't notice it.
1: Yeah. And they do a really good job with that scene um, too, because uh, you know, in some cuts you see the feet hanging there and then in other cuts, you don't because it's like oh, okay. it's whether it, because it's from it's either from Lorraine or Ed's perspective. So, like when it's supposed to be like Lorraine noticing it, like she turns around and she sees the feet hanging. OK. But when Ed's looking, Ed doesn't see anything. So. Right. It's, it. it it's kind of it's kind of a cool way that they cut it, um, just to basically, you know, flesh out the fact that like Lorraine's seeing it, but he's not, right? Um, and they they cut around it really well, just going, you know, she's seeing the shit and he's not seeing the shit, right? Um, and no, it's a
0: it's, uh, it's a it's a great scene, and yeah, James Wan is and it's is
1: very creepy, and uh, you see the feet at first, and and then I think they do maybe one wide shot. And yeah, it's very brief.
0: Whenever they go back and talk to the family about what's haunting them after they've explored the land, she's like I've seen the dark spirit that haunts your land and then they do a wide shot and we see the whole body hanging from the tree.
1: Right. And um, it's very brief, but yeah, that's no. the first time that you actually see her hanging there. But it
0: but again, man, it's just it's the way it's shot, it's the fact that it looks like it's the fact and, or the movie looks like it's from the 70s, and it's the way it's shot, and it's the music. It's just so freaking creepy, dude.
1: Well, yeah, and I, I honestly like even if they didn't show that wide shot of of you know her hanging there, mm-hmm. just the feet, just the feet, and the sound of the rope stretching. That was another. Like, she's kinda,
0: that was another moment they, where in my theater everybody screamed.
1: Yeah, and, and she's just kind of, like, um, she's not just hanging there, but she's just kind of swinging back and forth and so you're hearing the rope, like, yep. e and the feet. So even if they didn't actually show the full shot of, of the witch there, like, I would have been fine because that's, mm-hmm. that part is so creepy Yeah. anyway. So, <laughs> yeah.
0: so the Warrens start to investigate what's going on on the property. They find out that this spirit that we've been seeing uh, is the descendant of a Salem witch trial victim, uh, or someone tied, ty- Marytown Esty is who they refer to, someone who was tied to the Salem witch trials. Yep. And this spirit, Bathsheba, uh, when she owned this property, she tried to sacrifice her newborn baby in front of the fireplace. Uh, and was caught by her husband or something and went outside, proclaimed, proclaimed her love for Satan and hung herself from the tree, which is where we, where we see her. Yep. Um, and so she, and she cursed anyone who would try to take her land. So she, yeah, proclaimed her love for the devil and said, anyone who takes my land is going to be cursed.
1: Yep. So when the family shows up, obviously there we are. <laughs> yep.
0: <laughs> so that's what goes on and we slowly see the mom of the family coming under possession. Uh and when the Warrens move in, we get more scares too because now we're starting to see more ghosts that are on the property and we get like a another paranormal investigator, we get a cop that come and stay on the property. And this is another scene that got my theater really good, and it's when they're all just kind of... There's some scares that happen here and there, but, you know, we get one scene where a cop's walking through and he hears on his headphones, like, they're listening for voices, and on the voice, another iconic line, you hear the, look what she made me do.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And... Well, and basically they're... They're doing EVP. Right. Well then, Um,
0: so this cop's walking around and he hears that and he sees this like maid looking woman in the laundry room and she walks away and he goes to look for her and he comes out and he's like, oh, there's nothing there. This scene scared the fuck out of me in the theater. Uh, And it's when he's like, oh, there's nothing here. And then the ghost comes from the side and says, look what she made me do.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. Um,
0: that scared the shit out of me as a as the first time I saw this. It scared the fuck out of me. Uh, yeah. Like, the scares are just so... I can't say enough good things about the scares in this movie. They're just so well done.
1: Well, um, and there's, there's kind of a little cool part, too, because um, the Warrens have, like, a, a museum... If you've seen any of these movies, like, and this is true to life, they have a museum where they collect artifacts that are like supposed to be haunted or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and when Lorraine is like looking over the property initially, um, well, I, no, it's not Lorraine. It's it's the daughter. Um, the daughter of the family goes out to the tree where the witch was hung. Um, and she finds this little like music box and it's got like a mirror on it. Yep. Um, and so when Lorraine is asking the daughter, because the daughter keeps saying like, Hey, I have a friend that talks to me. Yeah. And Lorraine is like, Oh, who's your friend? You know, like, let's talk about your friend. Cause she's thinking that it's just like an imaginary friend. Like, you know, like little kids do. Mm -hmm. Um, and then the little girl hands her the music box and it's got the mirror on it. And Lorraine's, uh, which, which I thought was really cool and creepy too. Yep. Like it, Lorraine's looking in the mirror of the music box and she sees this kid mm-hmm. or this ghost behind her.
0: Yeah. Rory. Like, oh,
1: yeah. Yeah. Um, She's like, oh shit. And she sees it in this mirror, but of course she turns around and he's not there.
0: Well then, uh, uh, Lorraine also has a great scare later on, where she is following a voice, and she goes into the closet, and they actually find the noose where Bathshe that Bathsheba used to hang herself, and then yeah, she yeah. she falls through the wall and ends up in the cellar, and we see the the bigger maid woman like crying over her son's body. Yeah. Uh, and then there's that big scare where the feet from Bathsheba come hanging down, and she turns around and chases her up the stairs.
1: Yeah, because I I, I don't think uh, Bathsheba because she was because she was hung. I don't think that she ever has her feet on the ground. Every time like they elude or see her, um, she's like levitating, or you know, basically her feet aren't on the ground. It's like she was hung. Yeah, and she's she's basically like kind of floating around with that noose around her neck. Yep. Um, which is crazy.
0: Yeah. So we, uh, we find out that uh, Bathsheba, in previous owners of the house, basically possesses the mom of the family to kill the children. Uh, and they're like, we got to get the church involved. And basically the mom of the parent family comes under possession and is going to try to kill her children. Um
1: yeah that's that's what Bathsheba did Bathsheba whatever whatever happened with her uh, which they don't clearly define and and I'm good with that well she um, she
0: but, tried to sacrifice her own child and so she was right. gonna she's gonna possess other people to do the same thing and exactly. uh, so yeah eventually the mom becomes possessed by Bathsheba vomiting in her mouth <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah, that was good
0: scene. <laughs> Which also had a creepy-ass scene, too, where uh, Lorraine's, like, folding laundry outside, and one of the sheets flies out of her hand, and it lands on the shape of a person.
1: Yeah, and then it's not there.
0: And then it flies up to the window, and then you can, if you look real closely, you can see the silhouette of a woman standing at the window, and it's supposed to be Bathsheba in Carolyn's room, the mom's room. Right. And that's where she gets possessed. Um, but this all builds to the final showdown where the mom is now possessed. The mom of the family is now possessed, takes two of her children back to the house because the family left to go stay at a hotel for a while. Um, but the possessed mom brings two of the children back to the house to uh, to try to kill them with scissors.
1: Yeah. Um, and the... Towards the climax or or like at the climax, I think some of the creepiest shit and some of the coolest shit in the movie is, um, you know, basically they figure out that the mom's trying to hurt the kids and Ed and Lorraine come back um, and they get her down into the basement and they tie her up to this chair um, and put a bag over her head. Yep, um, because they're gonna they're gonna try and exercise her at this at this point. Yep, um, and like, dude, when the when she flips upside down in the chair and the mm-hmm. chair hits the ceiling, like that is some creepy fucking shit. <laughs> like, how about
0: how about where she's laughing maniacally and the dad of the family is like, "You let her go, damn it!" And then she turns her head real like quietly and is like. She's already gone. And now you're all well, gonna and she's like, You're all gonna die. And then the shotgun just shoots off by itself.
1: Yeah, well and, and and then um when the the bag that's over her head like opens up a little bit, like there's like kind of a, a slit in it. Yep. And you can kind of see some of the mom's face and it turns into Bathsheba's face. Yep. Like and that's really creepy as shit too. Um, and this, that whole exorcism scene where they're trying to, you know, bring her down or or trying to exorcise her, like, it's a great, yeah great it's scene. It's a
0: very yeah. suspenseful ending, and, uh, but yeah, I don't, something about that, that face where she turns around and says, she's already gone, and now you're all gonna die, and then the shotgun shoots off and barely misses them.
1: Yeah, oh yeah.
0: Uh, and then she almost gets one of the daughters because she climbs inside the walls and is running underneath the house.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That, that part's cool too. Um, because they even have to break the floors open to try and get her. Yeah. But
0: it does lead to an amazing climax and Patrick Wilson's amazing line, which they actually redo in the second one. Uh, and it's when she, the mom's about to stab the daughter and you see Patrick Wilson sticking his head through a hole and goes, Bathsheba, by the power of God, I condemn you back to hell. Yeah. I'm like, oh, it's such a badass line. And they actually reuse it in the sequel, too. But Lorraine says it in the second one.
1: Well, um, a, a, another thing that, uh, that I forgot about, too, um, is early on. When Ed and Lorraine, well, I guess a little bit later in the movie, but Ed and Lorraine show up, and after they show up, the mom is trying to walk out of the house because, like, the husband and the kids are like, we we need to get out of this house. Like, if we get out of this house, we'll be okay. Um, but when she tries to walk out of the house, she can't. Yeah. Like, she tries she to walk through the front door. And, uh, like, you can even see, like, handprints, like, on her arms and stuff that are, like, holding her back, like, not letting her walk out of the house. it's,
0: it's during the climax, they're, uh, she's already possessed and they're trying to take her out of the house, take her to the priest. And, uh, you zoom in on her neck and there's, like, the shape of a, there's, like, the outline of a rope around her neck and handprints on her arms. Um... And stuff like that so
1: yeah yeah and it's yeah it it's pretty crazy because like she can't even leave the the house yeah
0: because they say we can't leave the house uh if we leave if we leave the house with her the witch will kill her right um but yeah no so they but they're able to convince uh the mom to uh to think back for to the love of her children and uh She's able to overcome the possession. Yep. And, uh, but a great ending, man. And I, and then of course it's, I mean, I get a little teary eyed at the end when I watch this, I love that the families back together and the Warrens are successful and they take the, every conjuring movie that they're in ends with them taking something from their case, like a cursed object. And in this one, they, in this one, they take the music box.
1: Yeah, and that's that's why I was talking about that because yeah, everyone um they they do take like an object um and they don't they don't really kind of explain why the music box was that important, but it was it was it was a it was a point of entry, I guess.
0: Yeah. So uh Yeah, so they take the music box and that's the cursed item that they take and that's pretty much how the movie ends. Although I do love the fact that at the end, uh, I love the moment where they get a call from their priest and uh, Lorraine, I think, says, hey, uh, he has a priest in Long Island that he wants us to investigate and that's the Amityville Horror Case.
1: Yeah, exactly. So
0: I love that. I also, (laughs) I kind of wish that the... uh, exorcism scene ended with uh, the line uh, I have exorcised the demons. This house is clear. Loser.
1: Loser. Loser. This <laughs> house is clear. Loser. Loser.
0: I was just talking with my mom about Poltergeist over the weekend and uh, yeah, we, were, we were talking about like, We were talking about Zelda Rubenstein, and every time I think of an exorcism scene, that's all I think of is, I have exorcised the demons.
1: Uh, This house is
0: clear, loser. (laughs)
1: Loser. (laughs) Um, Loser. It's funny because uh, that was just randomly on TV the other day, and and I stopped and watched it. um, And yeah, I mean... (laughs) Poltergeist, poltergeist is so good but like after ace ventura like you just did like you can't hear it any other way
0: And <laughs> uh-uh. all i all i'm thinking of now or all i was thinking of at the time as i started talking like zelda Rubenstein, scene and i was like come into the light children all are welcome
1: all are welcome. Come on, Caroline.
0: Yep, <laughs> I love Poltergeist and I love Zelda Rubenstein. So, but every 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 time I think of like exorcism scenes in movies, that's all I think of is Ace Ventura's scene. Yeah, but uh, yeah, you
1: feel, it? Huh? Huh? <laughs> feel that,
0: buddy? Huh? 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 <laughs> oh, I also. What's the point, Ventura? Only oh, this.
2: Ah, ah. Uh, (laughs) Oh,
0: so good. Uh, But anyway, um, I did want to touch on one last thing with this episode because I don't think we'll ever do movies for every movie in the Conjuring universe, but I did want to touch on the fact that uh, or just my thoughts on The Conjuring franchise, I, I would have been okay if this one movie was just the only one we got, but I do really love some of the movies in the rest of the franchise.
1: Well, we were, we were talking earlier, like, you know, off air. Um, I do definitely like, I like the second one a lot.
0: Me too. Um, I love I love conjuring too, and I'm actually meeting the actress that played the nun in that one and the nun when I go to this next horror convention.
1: There you go. Nice. Yep. Um. But so I like the second one. Um. And I like the third one. Now the third one is definitely because it's not it's not directed by James Wan. Um, uh, no. It, it's definitely the weakest of the three, but I still like it a lot. Well, um,
0: so if we go through the movies, like so, we got the first Conjuring, then we got the first Annabelle, which I loved when I saw it in theaters, and now I'm just kind of eh, it's fine.
1: Yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't like Annabelle. Then uh, the first one.
0: Yeah, then then we. I think I was just riding the high of the first Conjuring movie when I saw Annabelle. Then I was like, oh, it's so good because it's more of that universe. And now I watch it. I'm like, eh. I mean, it's not bad. It's just it's just fine. But uh, then we got Conjuring 2, which we both love. And uh, that that demon nun is iconic now, and I'm so excited to meet uh, Bonnie Ahrens, who plays uh, Valak the demon nun. Um, Yep. And then after that, we got Annabelle Creation, which is my favorite of the Annabelle movies.
1: Yeah, see, that that one wasn't really memorable for me. I mean, I remember it being way better than the in the first one, um, but that one, uh, none of them really stuck with me, right? Uh, right. Except for, um, and I need to watch it again. But uh, Annabelle comes home.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, see, that's the which, only that's the only movie in the Conjuring universe that I haven't seen.
1: It's it's cool because um, it it explores uh, Ed and Lorraine's like museum. Yeah. With all of their artifacts that they have, and so, basically, in Annabelle comes home, you get to see kind of all of the all of the demons or the ghosts or you know whatever you want to call them, you get to see them all in one movie. Which right, is I remember.
0: Cool. I remember that. Then, yeah. Uh, then after Annabelle creation, we got the nun, the spinoff with the nun, which. Has some problems in the movie itself, but it is just a fun movie, and I really like it.
1: Yeah, I've seen it once, and I, I remember thinking that it was okay. Like, I didn't hate it or anything. But no, uh, I just I, I think
0: it's a I think it's a fun movie. I love the setting of it. I love that it's in an old abandoned uh, abbey, and the nun is stalking people there. Um, right. So yeah, big fan of that movie as well. Um, so love the nun, and then after that we got. A movie that I kind of forget is part of the Conjuring universe, but The Curse of La Llorona. Yeah, which again was fine. I put it about on par with the first Annabelle.
1: Yeah, and they they really don't make it a they really don't make it a point to like tie it in with the other one. No, the um, well,
0: the only thing that ties it in is that the priest that they meet says I've seen a case like this before when I worked with a cursed doll and then it cuts to Annabelle real quick.
1: Right. Right.
0: Uh, then we got Annabelle comes home, which is the only movie in the franchise that I haven't seen. Um, and then we got the conjuring, the devil made me do it in 2021, which I was pretty disappointed by, to be honest. Um, it had its moments but it just it never scared me i just kind of thought it was kind of boring um but overall like realistically any of the conjuring movies if someone's like hey you got to you got to watch one of these conjuring movies realistically i'd be okay watching any of them i just enjoy this franchise a lot i love that all the movies are connected um you know like the nun has one of my favorite endings where we find out that the Frenchman that we've been following through the whole movie is the one that showed Lorraine the scary visions and made her afraid of going to more cases. Right. So I just, overall, I I just wanted to touch on the franchise because I feel like that this first Conjuring movie, the first two Conjuring movies get thrown out a lot, I feel like, because people are like, well, the sequels and stuff are bad. And I'm like, no, they're not. And I feel like you're writing off the first two Conjuring movies by... You know, just being like, "Well, the Conjuring universe, like the movies, aren't good," and I just feel like people throw out these first two with uh, with some of the others. So,
1: yeah, um, because I I think some of the spinoffs and everything are, are not the best things on the planet. Um, no, no, but
0: they're still but, enjoy. They're still all enjoyable movies.
1: Yeah, well, and and like I said at the beginning of the episode, I think, um, just the first Conjuring was just at the time um i don't know i just hadn't seen a really really good horror movie and when the conjuring came out and i saw it i was just like damn like that's the best horror movie i've seen in a while
0: and boy did it get Um, a lot of imitators afterwards
1: uh, yeah And, and and i mean it was again it was it was basically because i mean the story was good. I I knew I knew the characters like well, and I knew like the real life people, um, and I thought it was like a cool, you know, a cool way to go. And I'm I'm glad that James Wan, you know, found these stories and and you know spent time with Ed and Lorraine and everything like that um, to make this movie. So. Knowing that it was, it, again, it's, it's, you know, some of it dramatized. Like they gotta beef it up a little bit to yeah, they gotta you know, they
0: gotta yeah, Hollywoodize it. it
1: into, yeah, yeah, they gotta beef it up a little bit to make to make it fun for a movie. Um, but knowing that it was based off of a real case and and knowing the people that were in it and um. It was just directed well, and it, yeah, but, it was just a great story. But it honestly, it's
0: it's still a even if they have to dramatize it, it's still a pretty grounded and believable horror movie.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So, uh,
0: yeah, no, uh, I don't even know if we really need to do final thoughts on the movie because we both love this movie. <laughs> like, you <Yeah>. know, like <laughs> we don't. Yeah. Neither one of yeah, us. I think we got it. Yeah. Neither one of us have any qualms about this movie. It's perfect from start to finish. Every time I watch it, it's a fun ride. Um, It scares me over and over again. And I'll never forget showing this to my brother for the first time when he was, I think he had just seen Annabelle with you and my sister, or he was just about to go see Annabelle. And I I showed him The Conjuring, and you were even telling him like, dude, you're going to be scared. And (laughs) he came out and was like, just so you all know, The Conjuring isn't scary. <laughs> when he was like th- uh, twelve or thirteen or something like that, I'm like, "Yeah, okay, you're lying, bro. <laughs> I love you, but you're I, lying."
1: Yeah, I do remember him saying it. it wasn't. It wasn't scary. Like he was trying to be tough. Yeah, um, I love like, you. it bro. wasn't scary, and I'm like, and I'm like, dude, d- d- I love you to death, but you're just lying your fucking ass off. Yeah, you know, it was scary as shit. It scared me, so it definitely scared you.
0: Well, I gave him the full experience, too. I turned off all the lights in my big room, and we sat on the couch and watched it together, and I watched his reaction for a lot of the scares. Yeah. It's like uh, Haunting of Hill House uh, has a jump scare that I will not ruin for people that have never seen it. Um, Also, because I know my mom's going to listen to this episode, and I don't want to give away the jump scare because I'm trying to get her to watch it. Um, Okay, but there's a jump scare in Haunting of Hill House that I watched Haunting of Hill House for the third time with Sean, and uh, he had never seen it before. And I actually turned my head to watch him during the jump scare, and I've never seen him jump so high. Yeah. So, uh, and he definitely did that in watching the The Conjuring, but uh, it's just a fun movie, man. It's a great haunted house flick it's uh yep. it's scary it's fun it's a throwback to a great decade in horror it's well acted the scares are flawless um yeah no it's a great and, movie and again one again probably in my top 10 or top five favorite horror movies of all time yeah
1: it's it's definitely up there for me and my first introduction to James Swan um and James Swan is great like we talked about earlier but uh yeah I would recommend it to everybody if nobody's seen it I mean it's it's fantastic.
0: Likewise so uh, that's our episode on The Conjuring and uh, Jason I'm so glad that we're finishing up doing this episode at 12.11am in the morning when I now have to try to go to sleep after talking about this I know right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just sitting here talking about all these creepy ass moments and I'm getting chills while talking about it I'm like man I gotta go to sleep <laughs> so yeah no it's uh I think you'll survive. yeah i think i will but uh
1: it's maybe.
0: a yeah maybe right it's a uh it's a great movie glad we finally got to talk about it and uh we got more uh great movie picks coming up more guests and uh big things on the horizon for midnight terrors
1: yeah man looking forward to it and um you know it's kind of fun uh again like i said earlier on um You know, we love having guests and everything, but, you know, we started this as a duo, um, and it's kind of fun when we get to just do a duo thing sometimes, so.
0: What did you call us earlier? The what twosome? Gruesome twosome. The gruesome,
1: gruesome twosome.
0: (laughs) Yep, so your gruesome twosome is here to stay. We got big things coming in the future, and, uh, Thank you everybody for listening to this episode and uh, get in touch with us on uh, Facebook and Instagram midnight terrors podcast on both of those. Uh, shoot us an email at midnight terrors podcast at gmail.com and uh, yeah, come talk some horror with us and uh, we'll be back again next week for more horror talk. Jason, how do we say the show's name on here?
1: Um, It is the midnight terrors podcast.
0: Yay. <laughs> all right. Thank you, everybody, for listening. This is a Midnight Terrors podcast. We'll see you all again next week. Peace.